This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. It's actually the longest-running Sioux Falls radio-hosted uh, program, you might say, in, in Sioux Falls history, continuous since 1977. Uh, Bob Euchre and uh, Jeff Gold, uh, Bob, your producer of American Story. And Jeff, you're America's storyteller, I guess we could say. But first of all, people might recognize when they hear your voice that you're, you're kind of the Christmas guy, too. Yeah, so they know me from maybe a Prairie Christmas, and of course, been doing that for not as long as you have, of course, but I've uh, been doing it for a while. And then, of course, we did a, a, synd- uh, a syndicated show, which runs in, you know, pr- throughout the country, and an on stage show as well, which I've talked about on this very program before, yeah. Mm-hmm. It all originated with Ray Loftusness. I want to bring his voice up because we don't want it to get Ray. He's, he was a large part of radio in Sioux Falls for, for many, many years. I think every town had an iconic local radio station that served the community, and then on that radio station there was an iconic voice. And there was something about Ray's voice that when he was talking to you, it was like he was sitting across the table from you. And I know this because I hear about it all of the time. And, uh, yeah, so he just had that that ability. Jeff, well, Bob Euchre, you know, I... When I see you, I always come up and say, we, we ran you for mayor once a while back. Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> uh, you, you've, uh, I, I suppose that most people know you as, as the uh, uh, originator of the, uh, the water show. Yeah, a lot of people do. You know, we spend a lot of time, a lot of effort bringing that lake up out of the ground and then making sure that uh, – Local kids had a place to learn how to ski, and boy, have they ever. Well, for those who don't know, you've, uh, I used to live next to you at, at the University of Sioux Falls back when it was Sioux Falls College. Uh, but uh, a lot of people also know that you raise dogs. I do, yep. Labrador Retrievers. We've, uh, we've had about 80, 90 puppies come through over the years, <laughs> a lot of years. Well, but it probably lost count, I think. Yeah, I, yeah you're right. And do you have some coming up uh, in the near, near future? I well, I've got a young female who's just a year old, mm-hmm. so it'll be at least another year before we look for a suitable male for her. And then uh, we've got guys who are lined up uh, waiting. Well, they're, they're cute, especially oh. when they're born. We just had a Humane Society on last be. week. And what Bob also does is he does a lot of work with People with various disabilities takes them on hunts and the like. So it's kind of nice to see that uh, a guy give back to the community like that. Well, you're both part of the community. Uh, Bob, we thank you for that. Uh, but tell us what America's uh, story is. Uh, Jeff, how, how did this start? Well, you know, uh, I had my Christmas program. Uh, and, we, you know, here's, here's the great thing about a Christmas program. People like to hear it during Christmas. Uh, after Christmas is over... Suddenly, they're not interested in a Christmas program. I've tried. I've tried throughout mm-hmm. the South. It doesn't work. Not and, so much. And then that's so when uh, Bob said, uh, hey, maybe you could, you got anything else? Well, I threw a challenge out at him. I said, Jeff, you need to write a story that we can market and sell and present 11 months out of the year, not just one. Well, you're looking at a vision, a challenge, and uh, an opportunity that is originating out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right. that could go national. Yeah, so one of the things that was dismaying to me, I'm a history buff, I think many people are, and I knew we were coming up on the 250th birthday of the country, 
And we were at the downtown car show like last year, and there was a 74 Nova, two years before the bicentennial, all tricked out in red, white, and blue. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, we're coming up on like three years till, and I I didn't even know what the name of it was, the semi-quincentennial. And not only was that not being talked about, I couldn't find anything about it. We were at a tourism conference, and that was not brought up at the tourism conference. And so uh, I've done some talks before about some of the presidents on Mount Rushmore. I, I, I took it a wider span and just talked about the story of America Uh, It takes about 45 minutes. And what's really great about it is people are, um, they didn't know they were thirsty for it until they hear it. And they go, wow, for whatever reason, that exactly hits the spot. And what what I tell them is that if you're a storyteller, if you don't keep the story tight and concise, you confuse the listener. And it works backwards. If people are confused, it's because they don't know the story. And I think in the culture today, people are confused, anxious, worried because they've forgotten this tremendous story that is once in a lifetime in history, America's story. There's a lot of kids now that wouldn't have a clue as to what World War II was like. Yeah. And that's, you know, preserving history. Um especially the correct history, I think, is important. Uh, Bob, I think um, you're going to be uh, part of this. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you hope to do? Well, I am the end of the machine that reaches out to organizations that may need a public speaker. And this program is going to fit right in, whether they know they need it or not. As soon as we get a little bit more editing done on something fantastic we shot out at Mount Rushmore. We're going to be able to release that. And then both Jeff and I will be following up on leads to be able to book him to bring America's story to anywhere in America that wants to have us. I just got an email two days ago. Now, we did this out at Mount Mount Rushmore on the 20th of July. So it's unusual to get an email 30 days later. And I did. Hey, I was there 30 days ago. Can you send me a link to that story? I hope I'm not too late. So it has a real lingering impact on people. So the goal is, John, that we recorded this show out at Mount Rushmore. Perfect place to do it. So I'll speak out in the public and say, now, by the way, if you know somebody who didn't get a chance to see it, go to this YouTube channel and watch it. And then on the YouTube channel said, hey, if you want to see us speak in person, reach out to us. So it kind of one hand washes the other. And so, and so we are going to be up in uh, North Dakota uh, in October. We're doing a fundraiser here in October. We're doing another fundraiser for, um, you know, uh, um, we haven't quite picked what the, what the cause is. Have we, Bob? Uh, it'll be a veterans organization of some sort. Okay. And that'll be on November 11th. And then we've had a lot of people with inquiries about where we're going to go after that. And the goal is we want to go to all 50 states. The goal is we want to go to where people gather, tell them the story, because it really energizes people and makes them feel great. Well, tell us how the story is starting. You mentioned the one that you already have. Give us a clue as to what they would hear if they go to that YouTube. Okay, so uh, this is what we know, uh, that you have attributes that you've inherited from your parents. John, you look just like your dad or you, your grandmother would say that. 
these are inherited traits in families. As Americans, we also have inherited traits, and that's fairness, that's, uh, that's sacrifice, that's dreaming, that's uh, equality, that's providence, that's generosity, and that's optimism. And, those, and, and now other countries may have elements of those, but that unique quality is uniquely American. And these are attributed to specific Americans from our history. So I'll say you inherited in fairness from an 11-year-old boy. You inherited dreams from a young aristocrat. You inherited a provident. You know, all these various things, I will talk about where they come from. And I will say, and these are yours. This is your gift. This is what you get. And sometimes when we think of inheritance, we think of money and stuff. But some things are f- more important than that. And as Americans, this is what we get to have. Uh, and this is probably the most effective success story because it's available to so many people. I think you're just saying you're going to have stories about the American dream. Yes, well, that exactly. That is exactly it. And, and we have people who come up, and this is part of our dream also, mm-hmm. is that this is America's dream, the whole country, but it's also America's dream as in your dream. You were telling me yesterday about your American story of how you know your ancestors came here, and Bob has his story. And we were talking to a guy who speaks still with an accent who said that, you know, he was he was starving to death, and they had a huge inflation issue in their country. And his mom, to keep the five children alive, you know, they they ate chicken blood for two years oh until they came to this country. And he said, when you see issues in America and you think it's tough, he says you have no idea the the power of America's story, America's dream, because. Either they move here to take advantage of it, as he did, or they're already here, and they say, why don't we just make things better, as we continue to do? Or they say, if they did it over in America, why can't we do it where we're at? And we see that as well. Well, there's, you know, I, <clears throat> when I hear that, I think of all these centennial farms mm-hmm. around, and uh, it, it's, it's a comment you see on Facebook all the time, when a man dies, a whole library disappears. Mm-hmm. And to uh, uh, most people, you know, 20 years from now, uh, I was talking to, well, a a funeral director. Mm -hmm. uh, And he says that, you know, most people will visit the graves, but after 20 years, uh, it's pretty much left alone. Uh, 20 years is kind of like one generation, I guess you Mm -hmm. might say. Mm -hmm. The next generation doesn't have any idea or connection or bond to that. And, And one of the things that I say, because I think we're all of various similar ages, I just turned 62. I am one quarter the age of the country. Can you believe that? That's how young we are. And to your point, 20 years go by and we forget about it, but the country is so young still. We're still growing. We're still making mistakes. We're still learning from our mistakes. Uh, and, and, And just as if you were to talk to a child, you would never only dwell on what they do wrong without also talking about their possibility and their potential. And no government exists that has such potential to positively impact the course of the world's future, as does what we're in right now. And we get to be a part of it. Well, I'm going on 77, Jeff. And if Holy I go, cow! Yeah, if, if I well, go, I didn't know that. What in the world? Well, I look young. But I, 
I thought you were my age. Girls, tell Sorry, me. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say I was born in 1947. So okay. if I take the years back to 1947 and extend it backwards, it almost goes to the Civil War. Yeah. And yes. when you think about that. Yeah. The, I, I think about those kinds of things all of the time. <laughs> no, I do. I really do. I, 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 as a as person who, who likes history and likes stories, when somebody comes up and they tell me the beginning of a story and I say, what's the rest? Oh, I forgot. That's because that story got lost or maybe it didn't get shared in the first place, right? Just in the last five, ten years, though, we have the Ancestry.com. We have the 23andMe, the genetic uh, aspect where people can go out and actually see the records at Ellis Island. And uh, uh, they can say, well, did my family come from Ireland during the famine or mm -hmm. did they come here and have some money? You know, mm -hmm. uh, They can actually trace back and... and uh, go almost back to the original town wherever in Eastern Europe or whatever that might and, be. And you're Irish too, is that yes. right? Yes. And what about you, Bob? Are you I'm a little bit Irish, English, and German. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's well, what I am. Yeah. Many of the people, Irish and German, came here because of the railroads in our area. Mm -hmm. We have, what, a, uh, a German uh, colony. We have a Russian uh, Amish colony in South Dakota still. Um, so there's, there's so many stories that you could, you could put together on it. But now if you do it as a statewide type of thing, what's going to be the main thing of this state and that state, how are you going to do that? Well, one of the things that Bob was saying is that, you know, we'd love to tell America's story, but it's going to cost something, right? Now, what does that look like? So we're thinking like podcasts or, or maybe it would be vignettes we'd put on YouTube. The hard part is going to be to travel and find these people, but we're sitting here in the middle of uh, South Dakota. It's astonishing how many stories come up to us. So although they're all South Dakota stories, they come from Angola, they come from Russia, they come, they come from all over the world. It's I met a guy just the other day who told me about his mom and dad's plight in Cambodia during that Killing Fields episode. And how his mom was eight and a half months pregnant with him, running for their lives. And they they got through, made it to some sort of camp, and had an opportunity to go to Europe or go to Michigan. And they're like, ah, Michigan. And sure enough, two weeks later, they were here. He was born. He's an American. But that story is so typical about the stories right here in South Dakota uh, of all the people that have come through. A few months ago, I interviewed a, one of the lost boys mm -hmm. from Sudan who yes. lives here now. And, uh, you know, now that we look at Sudan and, and we don't know really the story of, of how he got, you know, uh, being a lost boy in Sudan. I mean, that, that's where they give young kids uh, machine guns. Yes. You know, and uh, um, we need, you know, we need to know about those because uh, that could happen to us sometime. Well, so think about this. We had some congressional, uh, we had some Republican debates just last night as of the recording of the show, right? And you can complain all you want on one side or the other. And nobody is going to come to your house, knock on your door and throw you in jail. Or you don't have to worry about disappearing or maybe made an example of in the streets. And how many places in the world do you have to be careful to not say anything slightly negative or somebody's going to show up 
and steal your job or take your house or do something like that. And the freedoms we have is the envy of the world. And Wait, speak of the freedom of travel. Yes, tell that story. That's great. Well, one of the gentlemen we were talking to was like, you guys are so lucky. You can, you can go anywhere in America and see everything, all the beautiful parks, all these great cities, and you don't have to show a passport or papers every time you cross the state line or a county line. Can you imagine that? See, I didn't even think about that. His country, you couldn't do that. Well, wow. yeah, yeah, if you look the size of America compared to Europe, and in Europe, each country is, is smaller than our states in, in, in many cases. Uh, so Yeah, you couldn't go from here to Mitchell and you'd be in another country. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With, with a guard and a, a Yeah, that's a right. And a gate. <laughs> and and, and your papers. Yeah. And such animosity between the borders, right? Yeah. And, and we say that, you know, as Americans, look in their history books. We've always fought with each other. We always have. But we've always fought with each other because we recognize that together the whole thing is worth fighting for. So we bicker and squabble, and we have all throughout our nearly 250 years. But at the end of the day, we, we realize, wow, we are so blessed to be living in this space and in this time. Talking to uh, Jeff Gold, America's uh, uh, storyteller, Bob Euchre, producer of American Story. Jeff, tell us your story. Hmm. As an American? If you were on America's Story, what would you say? Well, so I, I would say this, that uh, you can go your whole life and it, people will put a job to you, but that may or may not describe who you are. And uh, coming up on five years ago, I realized that what I was best at was a storyteller. And that's kind of an epiphany. So I guess I have two lives. One was when I was, you know, growing up and doing my other stuff. But the other one's when I realized that, yeah, this is actually what I am supposed to do with my life. Storytelling is very important. Uh, if you look at the Native American, all of their history was through uh, the, the spoken word. Well, I know you're, you're right. But can you imagine people say, what do you do? I'm a storyteller. They go, oh, isn't well, that isn't that? Nice? <laughs> That's exactly what they say. So like special? At, at a library or something? And they, they're, they get a childlike expression, yeah. like I'm teaching. So uh, you're right. Uh, John, and you can also see how people are so dismissive of that. <laughs> well, huh. I think you're right on the right track, and it's important that, that you do that. The military did something similar uh, about 10 years ago where they tried to record all of the servicemen uh, on, mm -hmm. on record uh, mm -hmm. to capture that uh, because we were losing so many of the World yes. War II and World War I veterans uh, to actually get that history uh, documented. And uh, that was a that was a pretty extensive program they did. They recorded everyone that was still alive. You might say, in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob, I guess if you were to be an American story, what would you like to say about yours? Well, my folks grew up two different places. Mom grew up in Beersford. She was a city girl. Her dad was hey, a policeman, and my dad grew up dirt poor in Ravinia, South Dakota, which is north of Lake Andes. And Grandma Euchre would tell a story about how they got their clothes. And these trains used to come out from New York City full of 
discarded clothes that the city people couldn't wear anymore. And they would come down into Lake Andes and the uh, native nations would have the opportunity to go in there and pull out anything they wanted. What was left over was then opened up to everyone else in the area. And that's when Grandma Euchre would go down there and find whatever was left, take it back to the farm, sew it up. And that's what the six kids wore until the next year. And when I mean dirt poor, mm. I mean the farm failed. It was, Dad was born in 31, so we went through all that. And then picked up the family. They moved to a farm south of Beersford which again was bad land, but luckily he met mom in high school. They went on, got married, moved to Sioux Falls. Dad worked at John Morrell for 33 and a third years. I was fortunate to grow up in Sioux Falls. I was blessed with my dad's genetics, so I played a lot of sports as a kid and through high school and so forth. Um, and then, unfortunately, broke my neck in a car accident. But it focused me in the area of communications, and that's what I've spent my last 40 years or a little better trying to do, help organizations communicate with each other and then help people communicate with organizations. So it's been a fun mix. It's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I met Jeff. He says here at the radio station, mm -hmm. uh, doing an interview, I don't remember that because I'm sure it was way early in the morning. <laughs> so I tell people we met on the stage doing Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, right. I was the young, handsome, dashing attorney. and I was Mr. Macy. Yeah, you played Macy, the <laughs> grumpy old guy. <laughs> but, you know, we stayed friends through all those years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we'd, we'd talk every few years. And finally, Jeff says, well, I'm doing this onstage version of my radio show. Do you want to come? And I'm like, well, when is it? He goes, oh, it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll find, I'll find a date and we'll go. And holy cow, am I glad I did because it was the sweetest slice of Christmas heaven that I had ever seen. And uh, I called him up a little bit after that, and I said, well, so how many more of these you got this year? And he goes, oh, that's it. I did my two. I'm like, hmm. So I sat on it for a while, and and then you were going to do one at Washington Pavilion. Right. COVID hit. Yeah. So you didn't get any. You went some online stuff. And you start to ask, well, nobody's going to go to this thing anyway. Yeah. No, and I said, Jeff, I got an idea. I said, why don't you bring it down to the shrine for a big show? And then we got that booked, and then I started calling around, and I called Jeff back, and I said, Jeff, people love you. <laughs> How many of these shows do you think you could do? Oh. He's like, I don't know, four or five. Well, we booked seven that year. And then the year after that, we booked 11. And this year, we're on course, you know, 10, 11, 12, right in there. And that's after that, I was like, okay, this, this guy's really good. People love him. We need something else. 
and that's how America's story came to be. One of the things you, you learn about Americans when you study history, the ones who have everything and no issues, they don't seem to go as far. There has to be some kind of a setback. You know, Washington's father died. You know, so did Roosevelt. I mean, and, and so it's, it's the people who persevere. Bob's an excellent example of that. You know, on the one hand, you would say, wow, what could he have done without his accident? But I don't, I don't know if he would have, have achieved, and it's hard to say that, but he has achieved so much despite his struggles. And I think that is one of the encouraging things, that when in life you say, I don't know, things aren't working out, whatever that is, those are the people who then knuckle down and achieve beyond the people who just never, who just, life just seems to be handed to them on a plate. It's really interesting that way. Well, you see it in Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. It's a great story. A guy who grew up poor. Yeah. I mean, he grew up in a log cabin, but on a dirt floor. Yeah. So American story is about what happens when people don't give up. This is the story of what happens then. Yes. So it is It is the story about the four images on Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. It's also the story of their flaws and cracks and still the great things they did. But ultimately, it's your story. Ultimately, they say, look at these gifts that this country has given you. Now, go, do, stand up, achieve, celebrate, so that when the 250th birthday comes, it's going to be just a great celebration and party. Well, I imagine you might want to do Zalkowski with Crazy Horse Mountain, too. Yes, so uh, we talk about him in that story. Yep. I used to play with his kid uh, uh, with frogs in the puddles, and when my dad used to sell him milking machines because milking machines, uh, his dairy herd is what put food on the table while yep. he was chiseling yep. yep. on the mountain. So everybody's got a story. Now, are there some things that you, you okay, Mount Rushmore is your beginning, but what are some of the key states, the key things that you want to do next? Okay. So uh, it, from here, uh, we will be in, in, in Valley City, North Dakota. <coughs> um, somebody's reaching out to us and negotiating on Red Wing, Minnesota. Yep. Also somewhere in Arizona. Did he say? Uh, Fountain Valley. Okay. And then. Oh, uh, and possibly the Field of Dreams in Dubuque, Iowa. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So, and, and Wouldn't then, that be something? That would be great. Yeah, I'm a big Costner fan. Yeah. 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 Well. People listening, uh, you hear it first. <laughs> this so I a- would say this. Go to americastory250.org. Okay. americastory250.org. That's the under underbelly of my website. It has, you, you can look at some of the videos that explain it. We have not put the finished videos up yet. They'll be up shortly, okay. but they're not there yet. But there's also contact information. So if you want us to go speak to a place or you want to support us in some place, in some way, uh, both would be uh, welcome, and you can reach out to us from that. I would imagine uh, Chamber of Commerce would like to say, let's come, have you come to our town and tell a story. Or We were at the uh, mid, uh, what, mid-area, Midwest Mace, something Chamber Executives. Mm-hmm. Mid-America Chamber Executives. Thank you. You're and, welcome. And we had some interest from those people, and, and, and you're right, I think. I think what happens is that once people see it, they're going to tell more people, and it's going to start to really, it, it really explode from there. Well, when you go to these towns, Jeff, you can pick up a little extra story for your Christmas program. Too. Yes. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, and, and also pick up the stories of their story, right? Yeah, we want to pick up stories of Americans as we go and right. you know, get a little three- or five-minute clip from everywhere we go. Well, your Christmas program's on how many radio stations, Jeff? Um, boy, this year, somewhere around 40. So this program uh, could actually be a radio program similar to it, right? This is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. that potentially we would cut it down into something similar to the uh, Bicentennial Minutes. Remember those back yes. on TV? Yes. So on LinkedIn right now, I do a 60-second a uh, commercial on LinkedIn, a story, and that could be something we also push out there. Well, everybody likes a good story and a good storyteller. And uh, Bob, uh, you could be your producer, Jeff Gold, you're the storyteller. Uh, in the minute we have left, how can people get a hold of you if, if they want to talk to you? Well, you can reach me at 605-366-3206. Wait a minute. What was that? 305. 605. 3606. 366-3206. My name's Bob. U-E-C-K-E-R. No, it's as German as they come. And you can also, again, go to the website, americasstory250.org. What's the 250 mean? 250 years coming That's up right. in the semi-quincentennial. Jeff Gold, G-O-U-L-D? Correct. America's Storyteller. want to thank you very much for telling us your story and being with us on Forum.